Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Normie Frenya. Uh, I am your host, Wait, Tristan. Man, man. You're calling it Frenya? Like, I, I read it like Frenia. I don't say schizophrenia, I say schizophrenia. What the fuck is Frenia? Uh, it sounds cool that way, I think. Alright, continue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I am your host, Tristan, and your co-host, Vincent. Say hi, Vincent. Hello. Uh, today, uh, for this first episode, we will be discussing um, the greatest thing to ever happen in human history. Uh, we will be talking about the Taiping Civil War, also known as the Taiping Rebellion, which uh, was an event uh, that took place in China. It is arguably uh, starting the event of all time. It is arguably the event of all time. Uh, it's, it, took, it started in December 1850 and ended uh, all the way in August 1864. Although the uh, rebel forces weren't entirely wiped out until 71 because yes. they just kept fucking going. And I would consider myself still one of those rebel forces. You follow the self-proclaimed younger brother of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Oh yeah, big, big fan of the self-proclaimed brother of Jesus Christ. Um, as you know, I am very Chinese. <laughs> um, and really, let's get down into personally what I think is just so great about this event. Uh, we already said it, but basically it all started when a man claimed that he was the, he's the self-proclaimed brother of Jesus Christ. Um, this this came to him basically in a dream. This guy was a real looked, asshole. So <laughs> he he was going through like the Chinese tests to be in the government, which were very rigorous, and he was really shit at all of them. And he had like a bunch of problems, and so he started meditating and going to church, which isn't a bad take until he started having the dreams, which I believe you were just about to go into. Yes. Uh, he had a dream that he is like, not in like a, like a stepbrother kind of way, like uh, Will Ferrell. Um, it was more of like he is the the son of God and the Virgin Mary, except Chinese. And and this was all well and good until a lot of people took him very seriously. I wish and I had they, that kind of fucking confidence. Like, yeah, to just get up and declare myself. <laughs> the, not even the second coming of Christ Christ 2 yeah I'm uh, God's favorite brother <laughs> and um, essentially this, this started a big rebellion like the name implies in Taiping uh, and the Taiping rebels uh, they, they, they called this uh, literally the heavenly kingdom as a as a way to oppose the government, the main sitting government at the time, which was the Qing Dynasty, uh, they established this throughout southern China and had a population base of nearly thirty million people. And eventually, this did uh, this did come to armed combat. Uh, Vinny, would you mind reading the strength of each opposing army? Oh, I'm glad you gave me the honors. 
So the defending King Queen Empire had a combat strength of 3.4 million soldiers to the rebel strength of 2 million soldiers to a total strength listed on Wikipedia as 10 million soldiers. And now this is fine. You know, these numbers aren't too crazy. You know, we've seen we've seen Chinese battles that in the year like 3 were like 4 billion people versus 3 quadrillion people and they ended in auto cannibalization or something like that. I mean, and it's, that's not much of it's not much of a stretch really. But it's when worth you c- noting that someone might say, "Oh, those might have been like just civilians that were lumped in." No, Wikipedia specifies 10 million in parentheses all combatants. <laughs> Meaning that either someone's really fucking bad at math or they were 5.6 million mystery combatants just about. And and where this really gets messed up is you see 10 million combatants, which obviously 3.4 million versus 2 million doesn't add up to that. Uh, but then you look at the casualties and losses, which range, they're not sure exactly the number, between 20 and 30 million, which means an extra 10 to 20 million non-combatants were torn asunder in this <laughs> man's claim to be the brother of Christ. Again, no. I would understand more if the guy was like, yeah, I am Jesus Christ, and that's when people went nuts, but like just <laughs> claiming to be like the guy's brother But you know what is the thing insane. is? I knew this was going to get brought up, like, because you implied that they were civilians, but I looked up the two... So Typing Rebellion is the second, sorry, the third largest um, uh, war in human history, only beat out by World War One and Two. I looked up the numbers for World War One and Two right before we started, and both of those specify civilian deaths. Okay. Meaning that if this was made with any of the same care that those were made, those weren't civilians. So an extra 10 to 20 million militants showed up. Oh, died. (laughs) Yeah. But are not part of the the normal strengths. The other mystery 5 million from earlier. That's true. I gotta be a third positionist in this Chinese war. (laughs) I mean, I already like the sides that are there. You know, you have a lot of the Heavenly Kingdom and a lot of the sitting uh, dynasty... Yeah. And then you have the people that I want to know the most about in the future, uh, the Black Flag Army. The first image that comes to mind is Chinese pirates. Dude, imagine Assassin's <laughs> Creed Black Flag, but it's in China. I, 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 my, the mind shudders to imagine. <laughs> Truly. Have you ever heard, like, the... When I was in high school... When I took AP World History, my teacher talked about how the Chinese in their early days uh, would build quite large boats called junks. (laughs) I've not Uh, heard of junks. (laughs) I would would give them a Google real quick so that you have a mental image of what a Chinese... (laughs) Careful typing Chinese junk into Google. (laughs) But... (laughs) But... um, Basically, like, this was around... This is slightly before the time of the building of the Great Wall. Oh, these things, yeah. And it's it's speculated that some of the Chinese might have actually found California. Hmm. 
but then they were called back because of the impending war uh, with with uh, either one of the six quadrillion Chinese three-way civil wars <laughs> or some sort of foreign invasion. Either way, they, they could not continue their um, ventures towards California. God, imagine if the New World was settled by the Chinese. <laughs> I would have liked that. Well, I mean, if you subscribe to the out of Africa theory, then like the migration patterns show like natives crossing over from like Mongolia across. Oh, the, the Bering, the Bering Strait, yeah, and then down. So that would pretty much be like. I don't want well, to say like I want. I want to say I want to say Han Chinese. I want. I want a, a, an alternate history where. Uh, the manifest destiny is just met with like a, the second Great Wall, just spans <laughs> like the entire Great Plains region. Just Andrew Jackson runs up on the largest man-made structure of in human history. Mm, Can you imagine? I mean, well, I'm not sure if you've played much Civ, but the Great Wall becomes obsolete once you discover dynamite. So I think mm. um would have been pretty. Non, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Non, pretty useless. Yeah. Pretty not. Pretty pretty negotiable. Pretty negotiable obstacle. Yeah. Um. What do you think the world would have been like had the uh, nationalist Christian Taiping Rebellion been truly successful? <laughs> I think it'd be a lot cooler. You think so? Do you think? I... Uh, what what would a what would a, what would a what would a nationalist Christian China look like? I think it's for for like historical context. The American Civil War fell during the time of this and was shorter. So sometime like during the during the American Civil War, this this much more grandiose war was unfolding in China. I think it's the better civil war of its time. Yeah. I don't know why we call it the Civil War. We should go. We should just <laughs> specify the Civil War. Yeah, when I when I say the Civil War, I want you guys to know that I'm talking about the Taiping Rebellion. And when I say the South will rise again, I'm talking about the Taiping <laughs> Heavenly Kingdom. <laughs> I swear, officer. I think the officer might also support both both Souths. Yeah, because you're a I fucking think. pick. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not your business. Do you know uh, that Islamic rebels sided with the Heavenly Kingdom? One struggle. Fuck it, one struggle. You know, I'm uh, something of a small sword society member myself. Are you? Allegedly. You want to talk about you want to talk about the swords? If you um, were if you were metal casting in the Taiping Heavenly Kingdom, would would things have been a little different? Um, well, no. <laughs> okay, fucking metallurgy tangent, right? Okay. Um, at this point in history, if you were casting your weapons, you were fucked up. Like, <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. If you weren't smithing them, okay. Smithing has been a thing since, like, easily since Rome, if not mm -hmm. since ancient Egypt. Like, only casting is a very primitive 
um, uh, primitive. I don't want to say tech process. Primitive process. Like okay. Like Native Americans, when we got there, had mastered casting, and they didn't have metal. They were doing it with like stone and wood tools. Oh. Um. So to answer your question, if I was casting weapons in the Taiping Rebellion, I think it arguably would have gone worse. You think so? I mean, it already went pretty bad. Uh, okay. To let everyone know, um, the Qing Dynasty uh, kicked the Taiping Heavenly Rebellion's ass, and I, I, I think it the, the the turn of the tide may have been the fact that France and the United Kingdom stepped in on behalf of the sitting dynasty at the time. Which but, is weird, because both of those nations were Christian. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I guess if you watch movies like The Mission uh, or Silence, uh, you will find that, that the people of that time quickly gave up on Christian peasants when it was beneficial. I think there was, they, they, that was more of an economics decision than a, than a faith-based yeah, decision. Yeah, I guess but, they also had, like, opium wars in a similar time frame, so that makes sense. I think I would have won. The, uh, that, was the, that was the first war on drugs. <laughs> on the side of drugs <laughs> yeah drugs drugs won drugs, drugs have won win. <laughs> drugs have won two wars which is unfortunately more than the taiping heavenly kingdom has ever won <laughs> but um yeah basically this this shook out into uh just a massive beef with christianity in china that as far as i know still exists uh, they're they're still not a big fan. China just like dunks on every religion. They uh, yeah. China made reincarnation illegal, just to fuck with the uh, <laughs> just fuck with Tibet. If you get reincarnated, you go to jail. <laughs> Imagine serving three life sentences reincarnated into all of them. God, my I'm a... cruel. Years ago, I was talking to this one chick. And you know how I yeah. just bullshit a lot? Yeah. Um, we were talking about prison sentencing, and I was like, yeah, the Unabomber got like seven consecutive life sentences. And she said, well, how does he serve that? And I said, well, in the Buddhist sense, he goes to jail, and they track down his reincarnation and throw that in jail, too. And then yeah. she said, really? <laughs> I said, No. It's a it's a good thing that that um, Jesus's brother. I'm hoping he went straight upstairs. He's not having to come back down and serve any more sentences. Yeah, he he served enough stuck in this in this cruel world we live in. He deserves to go be with his family. He has escaped Eliuga. Yes, that that's a whole re- other religion in itself. But yeah, we're just going that's, like across the board here. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they got Hinduism in China somewhere. Jamie, can you pull up those numbers? Hinduism in China. <laughs> uh, while you do that. Uh, oh, oh, I'm Jamie now. Yeah, you're Jamie. Um, I don't want to be the bitch. Had to be done. Um, 
Oh. Uh, some very interesting things about the Taiping Heavenly Kingdom is despite the fact that they didn't have European backing it and were so pre-communist China. Pre-industrial. They, and pre-industrial. Uh, they had a lot of very forward-thinking ideas, uh, such as the abolishment of foot-binding and... Uh, Suppression of private trade and land socialization. Uh, actually, speaking of the opium wars, they did outlaw the importation of opium into all Taiping territory. Huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they did have their own religion, which, by the way, was not Christianity. This man did claim to be Jesus's brother, but it was Kong. It was called Shenism. Uh, which is the belief that Hong Jiuquan was the younger brother of Jesus and second son of the emperor. Uh, so yeah, this was this was not about him prophesizing some Christian uh, uh, birthing in China. It was just him creating Christianity Junior, where the gospel was, yeah, I'm God's brother. That's that's good enough on its own. Christianity's just too much. They made which I think Christianity is funny. light in China. They made Christ. They, yeah, they made diet Christianity. Christianity zero. <laughs> so all of the, all of the goodness of Jesus, but none of that, none of the Jesus calories. So when you Google Hinduism in China, right? Okay, it says Hinduism, specifically the yogic school is practiced by a minority of residents in China, although religion itself has a very limited presence in modern mainland China. Um, Guess how... This is a surprisingly specific number, but guess how many Hindus there are in China? How many? 30,000. Wow. That's it. That's like a small town. I'm reading now... um... The 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 Chinese people uh, again d- they were not Christian, right? They were Shenist, but they still uh, attempted to abide by the Ten Commandments. Basically, this sounds like just like I was gonna say Christ like Chinese Judaism, but it's not even that. It's something else. This is Shenism is its own incredible thing. Now, uh, imagine they, the Chinese Jews settling America. That's the history I want to see. See, that's... I don't even know... I can't even form a mental picture of that. What would that mean? Um, my lawyers advised me not to make any... Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm reading now. They also were... In, yeah, they, were, they demanded separation of the sexes uh, because they mistranslated the seventh commandment uh forbidding licentiousness as well as adultery uh it was so severe at the beginning that parents and children of the opposite sex could not interact and even married couples were discouraged from having sex huh that's incredible how do you mess up that bad oh shit so you know how you mentioned that they were like pretty socialist in nature yeah. Karl Marx wrote several articles about the Taipangs. 
He did not perceive a social program or agenda for change, only violence and destruction. <laughs> That's funny because the next tab on the Wikipedia page is called Total War. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every citizen who had not fled the Taiping Heavenly Kingdom was given military training and conscripted in the army to fight against the Imperial forces. I guess that explains the number thing. Yeah. Just every citizen of the country was forced into combat. Can you imagine if every man, woman, and child in the United States was forced into the... Into, like, every single living person was drafted? That'd be hard. 300 million combatants. <laughs> oh my goodness apparently it became common practice to destroy op opposing sides agriculture areas butcher the populations of cities and generally exact a brutal price from the inhabitants of captured enemy lands in order to drastically weaken the opposition's war effort wow king forces allowed no rebels speaking its dialect to surrender <laughs> My goodness. I mean, that. I guess this is like pretty standard Chinese war. I, I guess. Like, going all the way back, like, I just like every Chinese battle that ends with like, and then all 30,000 uh, opposing combatants were buried alive. And or eaten. the fuck part of that is like, that's not even that eyebrow raising. That's just standard fucking procedure. For Chinese war? Yeah, for war. Chinese. Yeah, for all war. Hey, I've never been to war, so honestly, I couldn't say. Sh I that's guess not me either. That's not something I can comment on. No. Yeah. Uh, I do want to. I do want to foreshadow a little bit. We do have a special guest tonight. Um, famed, famed movie critic. Um, he's asked us not to give out his name, but let me tell you, his credentials. Our top notch. Uh, this is one I'd like to introduce. Uh, movie of the week, but uh, we'll definitely get to that later for sure. Um, but back to Chinese total war. <laughs> of course. Imagine for a moment that you were a Chinese soldier and you win a war. What do you think, like? The process of <laughs> cannib cannibalizing, cannibalizing like thirty thousand people. Do you think that that like that that was a, a decision made like in the adrenaline of the minutes following the battle, or do you think that they like stood around for a few hours and then decided to eat the opposing army? <laughs> how much? How much thought? Like how? What degree of seriousness do you think went into it? Was it like a like a like a man brooding next to a fire, like it's crackling, and he goes, "We gotta send a message. We have to eat their flesh." Or do you think it's like like a like a squire comes to the guy after the battle, like, "Oh, what do we do? Oh, fucking bury them, bury them all, bury them all." I can't imagine like winning a war, and then I still have to dig the pit that fits thirty thousand people in it. <laughs> I would be pissed. I you would not catch my ass digging that pit. I I would just go straight to eating. I would be <laughs> yeah, now hey, that I think about pit. it. I would be the guy. I would be the guy advocating for the cannibalism, just so I didn't have to dig the hole. Okay, look, I I understand where you're coming from. Twenty to thirty million dead. 
And I'd eat every single one of them. My... <laughs> Bro's hungry. I would, I, yeah, I would join the war in a third independent faction. <laughs> Eating every single person. It'd be so fucked. Like, that sounds like a Did Fallout it... faction. Like, just go out eating people. Well, you gotta think about it. Like, uh, China had, like, very few other countries to interact with, and for the longest time, those other countries were just themselves in italics. Yeah. Like, was, uh, like... The, pro the process of cinification, like, Japan, uh, Vietnam, and Korea are can trace so much of their history back to Chinese history. Yeah, and even Japan was heavily isolationist for, like, ever. Yes. Um, I don't even know what the fuck was up with Korea. I don't know enough about Korean history. Uh, I imagine... I feel like their history did not really start until modern day. Yeah. And then, I'm gonna look it up. And then I'm pretty sure talk. Vietnam was just, like, under the boot of the French... For, like, as soon as the French found it. Like, oh shit, trade route, dibs. A lot of, a lot of South Asia was like that, like, as soon as Europe found it. Uh, apparently, found apparently, uh, Su Sang-il established the Korean Independence League in January of 1915. Former Emperor Gojong uh, died in Seoul on January 21st, 1919. Korean nationalists formally declared Korea's independence from the government of Japan in 1919. Oh, I forgot that the Korea was Japanese. I I didn't know that at all. I know. Oh, wait, yeah, because uh, Korea used to be part of Japan. I think it was. I think I want to say it was during World War II. Like they oh, took wait. It back again. Because that was where. Um... Like Russia the Russo-Japan War is, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember uh, from that awesome video, Everyone Loves History of Japan by Bill Wirtz. Uh, I, I can't watch ever. that. I can't, I can't watch that video anymore. Why not? Have you ever seen like the fan? Did you go to a, you, I mean, you went to a public high school. Um, yes. Were there not people that were like autistically uh, fixated on that video? Uh, it was a lot more the history of the entire world, I guess, rather than just the Japan one. Dude, you want to hear something awesome about that video? I actually, I have to eternally pay respect to history of the entire world, I guess, because that video came out literally the night before my AP World History exam. <laughs> oh, shit. That's... I needed that. I, and you know what? I got a four out of five. I got a three. Haha, <laughs> you suck. You know what's fucked? Okay, do you remember the DBQs? I do. How it would give you a handful of documents and you had to use however many of them, and you had to use like as many as possible, but not too many, because if you fuck one up, then it's like, oh, well, you have this one that you used correctly. But if you use too many, you just burn time. Uh, I remember having to use all of them appropriately. So. And you lost points for not using all the documents. Maybe they changed the grading, because I, I took the last AP World class before they split it into AP Ancient and AP Modern. Okay. Um, regardless, one of my documents was just a picture of a fucking box. Mm-hmm. Um, it just said it was from, like, the, the Smithsonian Museum, and no further context. It was, like, Ugh. just a black 
rectangular prism. Okay. And the picture was taken in 2003, and that was all the context we were given. It just was a box photographed uh, a, in 2003 by a the A box with some carvings on it. I didn't recognize what language it was. I knew it was fucking old, but that was about it. Okay. Maybe if you, if you found this picture, I bet I could tell you what it is. Hang on, what? They release old tests, right? Uh, they they release like alternating years worth of tests for teaching. Like I remember looking at like the 2012 test. I think. I think they can't release a test until like an entire graduating class has passed by. Okay, well, good thing I took that test in 2018. I took it in 2016. I don't think I remember any of these questions. Can you find the DBQ documents? I will look. I'm typing it into Google as well, just to prove I'm better than you. AP Rules History 2018. For... Oh, wait, shit. I took it in 2019. Because that's how... Oh, my... Okay, look. Wait, did I... I found the... Wait a minute. No way. AP 19, APC World History, DBQ. That's what the document says anyway. Let me see if I can find this mystery ah! box. That you... Wait, is this the box? I think that's the box. Show me the box, Document Kaplan. 7. Document 7. Why are these pages blank? Se okay. uh, send, send me the photo. Send me the photo in the Discord. I'm just going to stream real quick. I don't think that'll fuck anything. No, it shouldn't. Um, okay, so the box isn't quite as I remember it, but it is definitely the box. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? You ready for the box? I am so ready. Okay, do your best to to visualize this, or to verbally describe this for everyone who can't see this box. Can you zoom in on that? I'm on my phone. Um, yes. That is... <laughs> is that like, like Western? No. So, is, that um... like an, is that like an Ottoman? Inlaid box. I was so close. Okay, so I'm going to read the description. So it, this reads, source, inlaid box made in uh, Gujarat. Gu Gujarat, India for export to Port Portugal, Sursa 1600, teak, ebony, and other precious hardwoods with ivory details. It is a black fucking box with a picture of a guy with a rifle hunting certain animals with, like, floral patterns on it. I mean, I can see, uh... I can see, like, a tiger. I think. Yeah, the tiger, there's a gazelle, there's, uh, some birds up in, like, the floral pattern. Zoom really far in on the guy. Yeah? Yeah. Can I even zoom further in? Can yeah, you open the picture in another tab or something? <laughs> that, oh that... my. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever guessed India. No. Maybe maybe after a few minutes. Cuz like yeah. the tiger the tiger clued me in. Tiger got me where I needed to be almost. Okay. Hang on. What was the question about this? So, out of that um 
Evaluate the extent to which the Portuguese transformed maritime trade in the Indian Ocean in the 16th century. From a fucking box. Mm-hmm. That's right. Love the box. <laughs> box world. Anyway, that's my... That's the box tangent. Fuck that box. I like that, that was box. A, that was a running bit in our uh, in our class after the AP World exam. Like, <laughs> what'd you guys put for the box? What did you put for the box? I didn't use the box. I chose to not use the box. My DBQ was about how was a bunch of things about how different civilizations throughout time and history uh, viewed wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got some from early Islamic empires, um, middle history, Chinese dynasties, uh, something from like medieval Western Europe, maybe something from the Roman Empire. I don't know. I feel like I got it pretty easy. And then I got the easiest uh, long, like open format long essay ever. One of my options was write about technological advancements after 1900. Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was easy money. Speaking of how we view wealth, uh, you know, I told you about the whole uh, copper thing earlier this week. Yeah, but go ahead and say it again. Right, of course. So I am learning how to cast things. Like, I am somewhat of an apprentice metallurgist. Uh, And I'm at college. And so part of it was I got to listen to an anthropology major. Or sorry, an anthropology... A guy with a PhD in anthropology come and talk to us about Native Americans and their relationship with metallurgy. And part of this was... Native Alaskans fucking loved copper. Um, specifically, one of the tribes that lived near the Copper River, which was named because of how much fucking copper is in that river. They had so much copper that they would take, like, five foot by two foot chunks, and they would call it the copper with a capital C, and it would be like a traditional gift. And they'd hold parties every so often where someone would give someone a a copper with a slew of gifts with the expectation that that person who received the copper and the gifts would take the copper, give it to someone else with an even greater gift. Very interesting, like, culture they have. Um, I'm going to make the joke about the verbs in a second. Okay. But they never viewed copper as, like, that important it was a very communal society so they viewed people as owning copper whereas like almost everything else was shared but it it was never like a gold in like western culture until the british showed up and they were like you guys like copper huh we got hella (laughs) and the british British said they had hella the British had said they had hella because copper wasn't as needed yet because electricity wasn't a, a big thing yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, the guy made a bit about capitalism here because the British would take their trade ships that would sail all the way from Britain to Alaska because there was no Panama Canal. They had to go like around China, which would be about a year's voyage around China. You mean like under South America? Yes. No. 
No, no, no. Around China. They'd go from Britain. They would go through the Pacific, like through the Indian Ocean, then the yes. Pacific. Yes. Incredible. That was about a year's voyage, right? So they go from Britain to there with a boat full of sheet metal, sheet copper. They would sell the sheet copper to the natives because they fucking loved copper. And the natives, in return, would sell them pelts. Which is a very odd exchange if you think about it in today's economy. Um, they would then take those pelts to China where they'd sell them for spices. And then the boat would come all the way back to Britain and trade spices for sheet metal. Which I think Wonderful. is fucking bananas. Like, that I mean, that's sh- not that's not. I feel like that's not even that. Technological differences aside, I feel like we're essentially doing similar things. How so? Like, well, just that each each country has re- its own re- needs. Each, yada, yada, each, yada. Yeah, each region of the world has a specific good that is more difficult to produce in other parts of the world. And so I feel like in there, there's got to be like long roundabout trades like that that still happen. Probably, but this took like two years to complete. That is true. That that something like that probably happens in a day now. Not a day, but yeah, like fast, faster. Well, you got to think about like shipping things through plane. Almost wonder, no I, shipping is done by plane. I don't know how to break it to you, boss. I think my dad flies flies cargo. Yeah, I there is like flight that is cargo, but almost all bulk transactions are done by sea. I think we should switch the land and the sea and see what happens. Start all over again. No buildings. Yeah, no buildings. Oh yeah, no buildings. What would you do if that happened right now? The water and the land all switched. I would drown. I'm in rural Indiana. Go stand in a body of water when it happens, then you'll be in the land. You said right now. You said right now. At this very fucking moment. Yeah. If this this very right now, I would drown. You would drown? Do you not know how to swim? Where's the nearest where's the nearest body of water? There's a bog about 15 minutes from me. A bog. A bog. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, okay, if water and land swapped, what would happen to the bog? Huh? The humble um, bog. Do you know that there's a swamp in Virginia that... Hold on, let me find the exact name, but I'm pretty sure George Washington found it. And he, I'm pretty sure he just called... It, yeah. Uh, George Washington uh, found a bunch of... Sw- different swamps uh, gallivanting around Virginia. And he right. literally just called them depression swamps. <laughs> Have you ever heard the bit about, uh, not the bit, it's just a, a fact that's funny. Like, why are there so many rivers in England called Avon? I have, I did not. So, I mean, I know Stratford on Avon was where Shakespeare lived. When the Romans got to England... They asked all the the people there, hey, what do you call this river? And they said, Avon. And they said, wow, okay, this must be River Avon. And they kept on going through the country asking, hey, what do you call this river? And they kept saying Avon, because Avon was the word for fucking river. Um, so there's a bunch of rivers in England 
called Avon. Um, Fantastic. Eventually they realized this, but they never renamed many of the rivers. Um, so Avon is just the word for river? Yeah, that is the word for river in like whatever dialect of Anglo they Celtic. Celtic. Um, anyway, there's a town in Indiana called Avon. Oh, no. I don't know if it's on a river or not. I've never been there. But I'm sure they must have figured out the blunder before they named this town Avon. So, uh, I don't think they did because I typed Avon into Google, and that's also a census-designated de- place in North Carolina. Yeah, I think I just kept on naming it. Naming shit think, Avon for the bit. I think they made this blunder a few times. Uh, let me let me look at Avon, Indiana. In uh, I believe it's I'm gonna right be on, outside Indy. It's right outside Indianapolis. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. There doesn't seem to be a river here, and this looks like the most... Uh, oh, what's the word when they redraw census lines... Oh shit, that is gerrymandered to high hell. That is the most gerrymandered city in the United States. It looks like a it looks like a Tetris piece. If it got thrown through a shredder. <laughs> that's that's evil. All these places around it also have the worst names ever. I think most of these wait a minute. The capital of Liberia is in Indiana. Look huh? sa- look southwest of Avon. And you will see a town called Monrovia. The fuck are you looking at? I'm looking at. Okay, you see Avon on the map. I see Avon. You see Danville to yes. the west. Go, go down to Clayton, and then look right below Clayton, and look for Monrovia. That is the capital of Libri- Liberia. Oh, it's shit, named there after it is. James Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> How long would it take me to get to Avon, Indiana? Place your bets. Six hours. No, seven hours. Or nine hours, and it would cost me almost $10 to get through the toll roads. I mean, $10? What is that? I-70? That's not, that's not bad. I feel like the most I've ever paid on toll roads was like... Four dollars total, and I think I was driving to like Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm used to driving up and down I-57, and that's a motherfucker for toll roads. Do you? Same do thing. they have like they have like a fast pass thing, right? Where you just pay a subscription? Yeah, they got a they got iPass. Same thing with I-80. Like I-80, they don't have many tolls, but they have tolls definitely outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's a bitch. But I I live near I-81 and I. I'm guessing I-81 is what took me down to like Greensboro. I think that is a lie. Are you sure? Oh, shit, you do. Uh, Sorry, I just don't get it because because I-80 runs from like, I want to say it's like New York to San Francisco. Yeah, ID one is uh is what's in my what's in my area. Yeah, ID runs from New York to San Fran, but you're significantly south of ID, so just like the the numberage has me fucked up. Uh, they did that to uh, confuse the Soviets. That's my excuse for why 
uh, Dwight Eisenhower made a bad made oh, a bad just... interstate. Yeah. It's not a particularly a bad one. It's just not a great one. I could do better. Yeah. Yeah. You I go on sif- to turn the whole I... country into a grid. Bum ass or autistic ass? Both. Are autistic people bums? No, but you are. It's kind of rude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a funny, and I lost the funny. Oh, yeah, you know what you do? Fucking open up Hearts of Iron 4 and just trace the map onto the U.S. Yeah? The map? Oh, like the map of the road system? Just like, I don't know, the, the tiles. I don't know if Hearts of Iron works. Uh, It has, like, weird regions, but the regions are just limited. Like, they're just for, like, capitulation during combat, and then, like, I think it's, like, sh- structures and infrastructure, uh... There's like regarding... tiles and regions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it it's like uh, what I like about the sieve tiles is like you said it's just like a hexagon grid. Even hitting water, the grid fits together like a puzzle piece. I just uh, not a big fan. I mean, I guess I understand maps being drawn on like geographic or whatever borders, but I wish uh, the world functioned in such a way that everything could just be like Wyoming shaped. <laughs> I want to live in Wyoming world. Wyo world. Wyo world. That's where Wyoming. That's where Ye lives. That's yeah. what they're gonna call the state uh, when he when he buys it. I, I wish the world was as simple as buying and selling massive swaths of land like it was in like the seventeen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, like Napoleon just selling. Like half the United States, like yeah, like, like a real estate, his own real estate agent, or like how the U.S. just bought Russia, not not Russia, um, Alaska from Russia. Yes, that's hilarious. Like they had a chunk of land, half the size of the U.S., and it's like, hey, you want it? Only a few pennies. <laughs> well, that's because they were broke as hell. Yeah, and they didn't want to give it to England. I believe uh, that Russia has requested it back. Okay. I don't know if I'm okay with that, because what would happen to our dear Hunky Lee? We're not talking about Hunky Lee on here. I'm sorry. I, that's, a, that's a line I'm not willing to cross. Why not? <laughs> you got a problem with Hunky Lee? I fucking do. I'm not sure how much of it's a bit. It I it's all a bit. It's gotta be a bit. Yeah, you tell yourself that. You're coping. You're seething. Um, right no, now. no, 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 no. I think uh, Hunky Lee is possibly, possibly a genius. Possibly, uh, I'm gonna say it. Hunky Lee is the Julius Caesar of of the United States. I'm refraining from making a joke. And I think you know which joke I'm talking about, because it involves you and everyone makes it. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. I'm not going to do that to you, but you understand why. I do you understand. Do. I do okay. understand. <laughs> uh, but I do have a, a special treat coming up to, uh, to, end, to end the recording on. 
uh, very special. Uh, obviously, longtime listeners of the show are familiar with Movie of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's a big fan of Movie of the Week, and uh, here's our special critic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna patch him in now. Uh, hello, oh, Miss. M- no, I didn't want his name to be known. Fuck, but... I can edit that out. Yeah, we can bleep it out. We can put a funny bleep noise. Um, famous movie critic. How did you feel about the movie of the week? It sucks. Damn. All right. That's our show for tonight, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.